Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech Magic. I am your host, Kathy Hackle. This is the podcast where we talk about all the tech news, everything from gaming to now spatial computing to artificial intelligence and anything happening in the innovation space that could be of interest to our listeners. I am joined, as always, by my amazing guest co-host, Lee Keebler. Lee, what's up? Hello, hello. How are you? I've seen you all over LinkedIn. Like, you've been busy. I've been busy. I've had a busy couple of days, let me tell you. Thursday, Friday, all the weekend, I've been... I've been extremely, extremely busy to fill people in and why I've been so incredibly busy. Um, So on Thursday, I announced the launch of my new company. It's called Spatial Dynamics, and it is a spatial computing and AI solutions company that I'm launching. I'm the CEO, and I'm being joined by some amazing tech talent uh, to create solutions for spatial computing. So everything from developing for the Apple Vision Pro, which I know we're going to get into, um, to, you know, to creating, you know, to uh, porting apps into Vision Pro and spatial computing to developing for AR, VR. And, um, you know, we have a lot of different things up our sleeves, uh, including some proprietary uh, technology that we hope to bring to the market. So, yeah, I'm like, it's been thrilling. So I announced the company on Thursday, you know, got lots and lots of messages. I already have like tons of meetings in New York next week. So I'm super excited about that. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, that's you've like been all the through thing. the press too. Like you keep sleeping yeah. on like the most impressive part of it. I saw a Forbes article. Yeah. I saw your name just about in everything. A couple of times on Bloomberg, I think. Like, yeah, what happened? I was on BBC BBC Radio today, Monday. So yeah, it's been it's been amazing. Lots of media interviews. Um, talked to the Associated Press. Like, I mean, it's just been overwhelmingly excited. And obviously, the launch of the company is me going back to my tech roots, which I am super thrilled about. Um, but also, you know, timing the launch, obviously, to go with, uh, you know, I did it on the eve of the launch of the Apple Vision Pro, which is now here. It's out there in the wild. That's right. Ah, I'm so excited. Now, I will say this. I'm going to give you credit where credit's due. Because okay. I, know, I know something that listeners don't know. I probably am the only person who knows this. Let's see. That... The the name Spatial Dynamics was something you were toying around before Apple coined this. Yep. You and I talked about this in like what 2018. You were like, I think space, I think spatial computing is the word. You know, you let a lot of other words happen yeah. since then. But I remember it was 2017 or 2018, because I remember being on the phone and, and talking with you about this, and you were saying emphatically. 
spatial computing is where this is going. So, okay, how did you scoop Apple on their own name? And like, <laughs> this is wild. Well, I was already at Magic Leap, right? So I had been at HTC Vive. I was already at Magic Leap. The word was a word we kept using. I mean, I was doing interviews. Like, I really, I'm one of those people that has really sat down to think about what this really means, right? right? And that comes through. Because you and I talked about it. We're like, is this the word? I'm like, I think this is the word. Mm -hmm. Like, this seems, and and I know I ran out and registered some domain names. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know you still have some of those. So it's going to be very valuable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a while and then I definitely timed the launch of spatial dynamics to the launch of the vision pro knowing like knowing, knowing like when it was going to launch all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I am, I am over the moon. I am super humbled by everyone that's reached out, all the companies, brands, organizations that are already asking for calls to figure out how to work with spatial dynamics. So, um, yeah, I'm just over the moon. It, it felt right. It felt going back to my tech roots. It just felt natural and very mm-hmm. organic. Like anyone that has known me for a while knows that knows that this is part of my like background. This is part of where I've been. So yeah. it's very natural for me to go back to it. Because I think you and I started in the AR space, mm-hmm. and then we spent we had a we we had a lot of commonality when it came to um, like computer vision and and how spatial computing could recognize like human form and and um, volcap and all of that. Um, so it it does feel like an accumulation. We were talking about this earlier today. It's worth just throwing out there is like the whole uh, volcap side of it is now that you can do basic volumetric video basically with your iPhone and then you're putting it directly and you have multiple headset brands now that are supporting it. Man, that's a, that's such a fast dynamic shift for an industry that has taken such a long time to get off the ground. Volumetric capture is a slow grow. I was working in the volumetric studio stuff when I was at Intel and like, it's not easy. So the fact that we're already where we are with an iPhone 15 and a VR headset. And I say, I say that specifically because you do not need the Apple vision pro to see this footage now. Um, like smart move on meta to yeah, to meta play. supporting spatial video. So you're, no, right. they caught up on that. They got on that train quick. Well, quick. I think it's one of the big reasons people are yes. going to use that. So, um, I actually, well, let me, let me walk you through my experience. Cause it, it, it did make me very emotional. <laughs> I have a video. Yeah, I do want to talk about that. I saw that video. Yeah. Oh. You re- I've never re- I've never reacted to a I've reacted pretty strongly to a VR headset. I've never reacted that strongly. So what were you going through there? Yeah. So I mean, I was the first person in line for DC, for Washington, DC, first appointment of the day. Um, I'm in line, you know, I'm I'm super excited. I went with a friend of mine. And, you know, first of all, getting there, super excited. Um, the night before, I was actually thinking a lot about the the Apple uh specialist, like all the staff. That was going to have to do all these demos because just you and me have put, you know, dozens of people through demos. We, we yeah. know the experience. Like it can be tricky, right? When you're doing oh, a yeah. demo. So I was thinking a lot about them, right? So there's a factor of things. I'm there. Exciting moment. I'm the first one in line. Um, I had, uh, you know, it, it was, it's timed appointment. So it's not like you have like a giant line behind you because everyone's timed at a certain time, right? Mm-hmm. So in mm-hmm. my case, uh, I was in line. I was the first one. Uh, there was a service member from uh, the armed forces who was very much into tech. Uh, so I actually had some great conversations, brief conversations with him about Ivis and like the Microsoft HoloLens projects and all that stuff. Um, sure. There was also in line um, a mom and her son. 
And I thought the mom was the one getting the Vision Pro. And she was like, no, 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 it's for my son. And he was like a 10-year-old um, XR AI developer. And she had taken him out of school yeah. um, <laughs> to go do this. And I was like, this is so powerful. Wow. Um, so I think it was just a lot of things, you know, kind of together. And then before going in, they did a little countdown. And, um, you know, they were counting down. So we were getting really excited. And the doors opened and we went in. And I mean, just the feeling, and I can still feel my heart racing, um, <laughs> you know, going in, sitting down. I mean, I had already used the device. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I had already used this thing. I knew how amazing it was. Like, <laughs> I was like, they're not going to put me through anything that's going to, like, you know, shock me. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was more the moment um, of the experience. I, I had a, a wonderful Apple specialist that did my demo, lovely woman uh, who just was very kind, walked through everything. And yeah, I mean, I said, Hey, I, I developed for this. Like I'm, you know, an Apple vision pro developer. And like, I've been in this space for a long time and she was very sweet. We did the whole demo. Um, and I think towards the end, um, the last part of the demo. So you do the whole setup, which is really intuitive by the way. And, um, we looked at several things. They showed me like a, you know, super Mario, super Mario, uh, trailer in 3d, which is super fun. Like, you showed me a lot of stuff towards the end. The end of the demo is actually like, um, collage let's say a montage of spatial video and their spatial video. Um, one of them is um, these young boys playing soccer in an African soccer, like in Af somewhere in Africa, in the Af African continent, they're playing soccer. They're not wearing shoes. There's these rhinos uh, near the field. Um, there's another shot. That's a grizzly bear in, in, in the water. I guess he's looking for salmon. Um, there's another shot of a conservationist uh, with a baby rhino. There was just a lot of, it was like a clip of things. There was like also a clip of like you flying in these balloons and Turkey and all these sorts of things. But when I got to the bear, by the time I got to the bear, <laughs> the bear, like <laughs> that was the last part. I literally started getting, getting emotional. Yeah. So when I took the headset off, I'm already crying and, you know, and I'm, I'm just feeling the, the, the gravity of the moment. Yeah. Right. Of this is something that, and people that are listening to this, might not know this, but you or they do. You and I have been in this space for a long time. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a lot of hard work. A lot of times, people not understanding what we're doing or doubting why we were in the industry. Like you're crazy. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um. So for me, it was that moment the the weight of the moment of seeing this is something that many of us have been waiting for a long time. A decade. Yeah, a decade for for Apple to bring this to the market to be here to be that catalyst to that next stage of what we've been planning for for such a long time. So it was. Part, partly that it was also partly the images of the grizzly bear and the animals because i'm you know I'm, I, I'm a big you know big fan of like preserving the physical world in animals and um yeah it speaking was like, of <laughs> speaking <laughs> of my dog is barking oh my gosh he's he's nuts um which i'll tell you I, I looked at a video of him in spatial video over the weekend so i thought that was really cute but yeah it was that the, the weight of the moment the fact that you know, I was seeing this bear so up close and I just thought about like the experiences my children are going to have yeah. and how they're going to be able to see, you know, maybe hopefully we'll be able to teach a lot of people about the physical world. Yeah. So that was another thing. And then, yeah, I, I have to say it is personal, right? It is personal for a lot of us. It, um, well, it is, you know, yeah. it's like I, I'm thinking back to the a lot of people forget that Oculus which then got bought by Facebook and over time became meta. And now we have the quest headsets, which are under everyone's Christmas tree last year, you know, um, 
the 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 Oculus headset started as a Kickstarter, and yeah. it and it came out March of 2013. So it kind of hit people's doorsteps mm-hmm. in early 2014. We are a decade into it, and let me tell you. The second that hit people's doorsteps, the first question that everyone asked was, when's Apple going to build one? When's Apple, yeah. I've been hearing that (laughs) stupid sentence for a decade. When's Apple going to get into the game? When's Apple going to do this? And they finally did it. So, you know, we're recording on Monday. It'll go live on Wednesday. As of right now, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon does not have Apple Vision Pro headsets um, and, unless you drove to like California or Seattle. I think they just skipped the <laughs> middle Apple state. Apple fanboy if you're doing <laughs> that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so we don't have them yet, but we're getting them soon. So even just watching the news roll out, mm-hmm. it was, was this moment of 10 years of expectation boiling up, bubbling up, and finally like, it's here. And it's not perfect. No. But... It's here, and that's what's important. I was talking to, and I said I'd give credit to this, um, Nathan Bowser, who is the, yeah. uh, I believe he's the CMO of AWE, a fantastic uh, conference um, that you and I both go to regularly. We'll be there this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, he and I were uh, just having a meeting the other day, and he said what he really liked about the Apple Vision Pro, because he hadn't tried one yet either, mm-hmm. um, was that it finally set the benchmark. It set yeah. the, we have we have a range. Before we didn't really have a range. We had a we had one main product, which mm-hmm. was the Oculus and turn Quest headset. We had one main product, and then we had a bunch of like stuff that was kind of happening in the background, and you kind of had Vive, and you kind of had some like startups that were playing with the idea. We basically just had one main product, and we knew what that range, what that cost was. Now we know how far this goes, right? Mm-hmm. So now we have the, for lack of a better word, the more luxury product of it. Yeah. I don't think the two compete. Um, I think they do very different things yeah. right now. Uh, I think they both have a place on the shelf. Um, and and just for that, I think we can be a little bit more grateful because it took a long time, even for like mobile phones to do just that. You know, you had yeah. the BlackBerry and yeah, some people had the sidekick and yeah, some people, had, there were smartphones with air quotes around them, but there was nothing until we had that iPhone. And now we had competition. We knew what mm-hmm. the range was. So, you know, I, I, this changes a lot of that conversation. It changed a lot of the dynamic between People talking about technology. I mean, everyone yeah. is talking about this headset. Everyone. And, uh, I mean, even the naysayers, they're all, too, it's the funny part. Even the yeah. naysayers are still talking about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I think I got emotional because we've been working on this space for so long, waiting for this to happen for so long time, such a long time. The spatial video really, to me, is one of the reasons that I think a mass market would, would get one of these devices or look into, you know, using a device. And I think the other reason also is because I have to be 100% honest and transparent, and that's what I always bring to this podcast, is as a woman that has been in this space for a long time, it hasn't always been easy, right? And I think at that moment, it just, I felt like we've arrived. The Mm -hmm. work that I've done to be a leading female voice in the space, Mm -hmm. come hell on high water, um, (laughs) right, is worth it. Like that moment, I don't know. So there was just all those emotions. Yeah. bottled up into an experience. I had no idea I was going to react like that. I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, but yeah. And then as I was walking out, everyone was clapping because I was the first one out, in and out of the store. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it was an emotional, wonderful day. And I think for a lot of people, I mean, I saw the clips from New York where Tim Cook's there. Oh, and, like, and they, they it nailed amazing. it. The yeah, fact it that great. Tim Cook showed up, like went 
flew to the New York store, was there at opening like that. What in the world? I'm sorry. I don't remember Steve Jobs ever doing that. No. Um, that, <laughs> I don't think he would do that. Yeah, the yeah. turtleneck wouldn't do that. But I, that was a good look. He was in there signing the boxes. And let's be real. That was his product. That was his mm-hmm. first product. I mean, they've made iterations of everything, but like, yeah. well, I can't say it was first. He had the Apple Watch and, and yeah. things like that. But like, that was such a big deal for him. So for him to be there, I mean, I saw friends of mine who um, who I personally know who were at that store getting yeah. pictures with him. And I was just yeah. like, How in the, what is going on? <laughs> it was a good launch. It was a good launch. It was a good launch. A good day. I mean, I reached out to my contacts at Apple and congratulated everyone. I am. Yeah, it was a good day. I mean, even with, like I said, even the naysayers, all the negatives people, like you're still talking about it. Like mm-hmm. you're still, you know, you're you're still helping the industry in some ways. Yeah. Um, and, and I was telling BBC uh, Radio today, it's like, this is one of the most advanced pieces of consumer technology, and it's going to be the worst Apple Vision Pro we'll ever have. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, so I it's agree. Only, it's only up from here. So, yeah. Yeah, there, there are some things that I can see that they can make an improvement on immediately with today's tech. And I think we'll see that um, really quickly. I mean, if they follow pattern and they allow history to repeat itself, I'm hoping 10 months We'll at least know Probably. what the the vision light looks like, whatever the vision air. Um, but it's it's important that they crammed everything that they did into this one, even if not everything holds up the expectation, um, because it means that they really tried to do something unique and different. Um, and I, it is a. It is a uh, all tides rise, all ships, or however that saying goes. Yeah. I, I just don't see this hurting anybody. Um, so you know, I I've yet to try one though. Yeah, well, pretty like, soon uh, you'll get you'll get to do it on yeah after Feb- on February fifth or after that. So that's good. yeah, I think, um, yeah, yeah, sixth or something. I don't know. Um, but I will say, uh, you know, and just you mentioned something, and this is just a side note. Wouldn't it be funny if they name it the Apple Vision Apple Vision Pro XR? Because you know how their XR phones have their light version of the iPhone? <laughs> Apple Vision XR would be hilarious. I don't, I'm not putting my money on that, but that would be super. I cool. think it's going to be called the Air. I think yeah, it is. Air, light, who knows, right? I think it's going to be, I think it'll be the Back Vision Air. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah. I think it's going to be the Vision Air. Um, I think it will be made out of a different polymer and not glass. I think that's going to cut way back. Um, yeah. I definitely think that they're going to keep the battery off of the headset. Yeah. I don't see that changing. It's wise. I mean, that's what Magically yeah. did too. And they got... They got a lot of like, I remember SAS when they did that. I was like, why would no, you not do that? That makes totally total makes sense. sense. Um, um, it has come out that that battery is more modular than people thought mm-hmm. uh, because you, you it can get disconnected and replaced. Yeah. It's not a permanently tethered battery. Um, and I watched a teardown video of mm. the uh, Vision Pro this morning over breakfast. And while I would never suggest anyone take it apart, it is a repairable device. Mm-hmm. which really surprised me because Apple's pretty uh pretty custom customary too like yeah it's all glued it's all glued together it's all soldered into one piece and here's your brick and it works don't try to fix it yeah. i'm not telling you you can fix the thing but the fact that somebody can if they have the right you know path someone at apple can actually work on these yeah. things i was quite surprised with um it it was more it was it was more fixable than I had ever expected. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see where that, where that goes. Um, 
Well, what, are, what were your disappointments? Let's let's get to the dirt. Let's get to the dirt. The dirt. Um, I mean, the weight's always been an issue, but like, you know, like I, it was interesting because I was I was talking to Bloomberg and I said I could see people eventually exercising with this mm-hmm. uh, if they use maybe the top strap or people are already working out. In, you know, in the MetaQuest three, they might work out in this. Like, yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Um, I mean, uh, I'll be honest. Like, I had a lot of fun with some of the apps. Um. Super fun. I still think we're going to need more apps because most of the apps that are on oh, it's a ghost there. Town. Oh, yeah, it's a ghost town in the sense like there's very little yeah. that is actually using mixed like, you know, spatial computing and mixed reality capabilities to truly give you right. what the power of this device can do. It's a lot of people right. maybe porting what they've done on web or, you know, porting an app. Uh, I think you need to adapt it. That's one of the things we're going to do at Spatial Dynamics is be able to adapt things into spatial computing mm-hmm. because we understand it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, sh- did some shopping. Um, you know, I took a lot of things for test, like test drive. So I did some shopping. Um, that needs to, I think that the retail experience needs to get a lot better for it to truly be like, I want to shop in this, you mm-hmm. know, in, in spatial computing. And I mean, I had fun though. I mean, I, I have, I still, my favorite thing to do in this device and yeah, it's watching some movies. I've been doing emails and text messages, as you know, <laughs> yeah. um, as I texted you. Um, but I would say my favorite thing is watching the spatial videos that I took of my family. Cause remember so, I was shooting spatial video over the holidays. Yeah. 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 Oh. You were shooting it on your iPhone, but have you tried? Sh- Cause like supposedly you can shoot oh. it from the headset, right? I haven't should, I haven't done the headset, but you can shoot it from the headset. Correct. I'd love to see a side by side and see if yeah. one shoots better than the other. That's a good point. I, we could do that. I, I don't know. I was pretty much playing all the videos um, that we had from the holidays and, uh, one where where we had a lot of snow here in DC, and you could see that it was beautiful. You could see yeah. the snow falling. I literally, my dog was running around. My kids were playing, throwing um, snowballs. It was beautiful, and I was like, "Wow!" It just so many things that I forgot about yeah. the texture of that moment that were like, "Oh my god!" I feel like I'm in really truly back in there, and um, that was nice. And then uh, my son was turning twelve, um, twelve in. Uh, you know, we had a birthday party pretty much this weekend at the house with like 10, 12 year old boys running around. Um, and we, I, I recorded a lot of the party, like singing happy birthday and all these sorts of things. Cause yeah, I want to be able to relive those moments. Um, oh, when they so. go to college and you're, you're a home and you watch, you're just going to end up watching those over and over. I'm going to cry again. <laughs> I'm going to get teary eyed when I use the headset. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or, you know, we can play them back. We can play them back when they're getting married and, and you know, embarrass them. Oh gosh. Husband. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, it's, it's, I'm so glad I grew up in the nineties when we didn't have any of this crap. <laughs> well, I have a good friend that works at one of the gaming companies that's getting married right before South by, and we have like a little chat going. And I said, all kidding aside, y'all, do you think he's going to record his wedding in spatial video? And everyone was like, absolutely <laughs> so yeah. i'm like hmm, spatial video uh spatial video you know uh, videographer for weddings i feel like there's gonna be a lot of things popping up but you wanted to say something about spatial video what, what was well, it? it it was that it was the question yeah. of like recording it in the headset ah. versus recording it on the phone right like I, i'm just so curious because the headset has a, a bigger array of cameras obviously mm-hmm. it's it's perfectly fine-tuned for for the medium um and it has more processing power yeah than than the iphone so i'm i'm it would surprise me if there was any difference because I'd be very unlike Apple. But in theory, it, it could be. I, I would just love, and that's one of those comparisons I've not seen, right? I'm always looking at like, where's yeah. the A-B comparisons for this? We keep seeing comparisons to like 
the the weight between this and the quest and this head strap and that head strap and blah 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 blah. But I'm looking at it as more of for what it does well. It's wild to me and brilliant to, for Apple mm-hmm. that they've put this very important feature in their headsets, but also in their phones. Yeah, that's that to me is is fantastic. Um, well, that's where it's going to get interesting because anyone I talk to is like, it's not about the Vision Pro. It's yeah. about all the devices that are going to support spatial video, you know, yeah. new iPhones that are going to have more spatial capabilities, new Apple Vision Pros in the future, new devices from other companies, maybe Meta. Yeah. Like there's going to be such a, a big amount of like a big amount of devices that are going to be the hardware component of spatial computing. Um, so therein lies the opportunity. That's why, you know, for me, it might be early to do spatial dynamics, but it is the right moment to start. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to be table stakes pretty soon. So. Yeah. Well, and there's a mad dash of just like mm-hmm. getting getting everything converted over to a new ecosystem because it is genuinely a new ecosystem. We're not talking iOS yeah. store here. This isn't the App Store. I mean, it's going to be called the App Store. It's going to have the same logo, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But to make that switch. Now, for the listeners, a lot of apps already switched. Apps yeah. in which you could operate them in a flat plane already automatically transferred. So that is why the App Store seems more robust than yeah. it actually is and that's not a dig everyone knew that this is exactly what was going to happen now that the this hardware is actually landed in front of people people can start developing converting quickly making adjustments to pre-existing apps or new app ideas that enable that interactive um capabilities what i am curious to see if it comes to third party yeah. uh, third party peripherals is i'd love to see motion controllers um, I know the gaming world wants to see motion controllers. The lack of motion controllers is what will keep the quest going. That in the fact that it's a fraction of the price. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the let's be very honest, the quality of the quest three is not like that inferior to the vision pro. They just do different things. They do different things. Yeah, they do different things. Like yeah. It, it's like it's like comparing and it it is exactly like comparing a MacBook Pro to a PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. They, Good point. I think that's a solid you know comparison. They they you can have both in your room and not not it not be crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. PlayStation 5 is not cheap, but it's not the price of a MacBook Pro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about MacBook Pros, which is funny. Uh, so I'm heading this uh so on the day the episode airs, I'll be at Apple labs in new york all day uh Mm -hmm. with my one of my main developers she's amazing so um we're going to be testing a lot of the things we're doing for for our clients and um yeah i mean i'm it's 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 not necessarily easy to develop for this right now so definitely anyone that's listening to this and needs some help reach out (laughs) reach out this is not an easy task right now y'all so yeah i i would say Anyone who has, even if you have like an internal team that has done some work, it is not this, it is such an apples oranges thing. Yes, it is mostly unity based. Um, I mean, it can be, it doesn't have to be. I think that's an important thing that is getting overlooked is it can be unity based. I suggest that whatever anyone starts to try to learn how to build on this, start there because it'll be a lot simpler. Yeah, you start doing, you know, reality composer and Xcode, like it gets a little complicated right then and there. Yeah. Um, but so, really, it's about best practices, right? And it's it's yeah. about knowing the hardware inside and out and knowing what works and what doesn't And work. knowing the mechanics of building for spatial, because I think that that's what I what a lot of the apps that I saw, I mean, they were probably running really fast to create, get them developed or, sure. or whatever. 
a lot of these don't take advantage of the fact that there is this spatial component to it, right? That it's 3D. Like, so I, I want to, I want to see more of that. And we're, we're making sure that we do more of that. So, so here's a question I have. Yeah. Um, I haven't peeked into like too much into what's in the app store right now. Mm-hmm. Did you notice any apps with the, with the term VR in the title? No, I mean, I didn't. Okay. I'm, I'm, I only there, there probably because, are, I'll be honest, but like I wasn't hunting for them. Well, I, I was, only asked I because Apple, I, made, like I knew what I was hunting for because sure, I wanted to try sure. certain apps. So. Just that Apple had made such a, 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 <laughs> a line in the sand of like, we're not putting VR and da, da, da. But I saw a couple of people announce that they were releasing their app in the Apple Vision Pro and it had VR in the title. And I was just very curious if they had walked that back or. <laughs> I, doubt, I mean, who knows? Maybe it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I will know soon. That was, you're not supposed, you were not supposed to include that as a, as a developer. I know that, that there were certain rules you were supposed to follow. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it is, I think, a transformative piece of hardware. It's the version one. It's really what it shows people. And there's, um, I, sh- I shared a video of Casey Neistat, um, the YouTuber, um, wearing it all across New York. During the day, I saw someone driving a cyber truck, like oh, yeah. a, a Tesla cyber truck. A guy that got arre- like got um, not arrested, but he got turned. Um, uh, he, he got uh, what do you call? It? He got stopped by the police for driving as well, wearing his headset. Um, yeah, I've Good. seen see people walking around with their headsets. Not here in DC. I w- I was like, maybe I should go down to the National Mall and wear it, but I was like, mm, I don't want to be near the White House and they think I'm doing something wrong. So I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't, you know, here's the thing. Maybe I'm crazy on this. I don't want to see this thing out in the wild like everyone's doing it right now. I feel like that actually it's gives shock it. Factor. It's, like, it's a shock factor. It's a shock factor. It gives it kind of a, a, a twinge of, a twinge of cringe. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't want it to do what we saw 10 years ago with, um, yeah the the google, google glass, glass yeah. where it's just like you were you were using it to be seen with it and you know what i mean like so yeah. I, I don't i don't want to see it like that um now on an airplane i've i've I'm, definitely i'm so using it on my air on the airplane tomorrow yeah. like yeah. i don't care like I, it's great like i can airplane airport that kind of yeah yeah because i hate having to use like my like a phone or you know if i'm watching my own content it's usually on my phone or mm-hmm. watching on their screen, but like this, I can have like a giant screen. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Um, I've been using it for like writing, right? Like looking at websites, a little shopping. How's the text on the screen? It's great. Super Perfect. sharp. Okay. It's, I'll, I'll tell you this, maybe uh, this might not mean a lot to anything, anyone here, but the text with the Vario headset with a really expensive Vario headset. Right. That we're talking $6,500 or something crazy yeah. like that. It was super It used super to be 10000 Now it's a little bit cheaper. The text on that device, like when you use it, it's so crisp. It's better than eyesight for me. Yeah. Um, I see really well in the Vision Pro, but it's not as crisp as the Vario. Did so. you do the Did you do the custom lenses? No, no, because okay. I, I really don't need glasses. Yeah, this is more for eye strain and a little bit on the computer. So I don't really, I don't really need glasses. I don't, I don't need them to see. I don't, I, I don't need so. glasses either. But I did do the uh, the Zenni lens. I wear glasses like when I drive, um, and oh, okay. for like extreme long distances. Uh, and so I got the Zenni lenses because they were like fifty bucks, and I tried them with the uh, the Quest Three, and it was such a unexpected game changer. It didn't like highlight everything. Not everything just turned into HD. My my vision was pretty solid to begin with, but it was one of those things where it was it was better than I had expected. Yeah. So I didn't do that. But anyway, um, 
Let's move on to other news. <laughs> Apple Vision Pro is here. There's no other news. It's only Apple There's Vision. No other news. Actually, one more question. One more question. Yeah, I'm yeah. interviewing you on this, okay? Because this is <laughs> this was this was the uh, uh, this this kind of came across from every review I've ever seen as the okay. This was a complete and utter fail. What were they thinking? Apple Eyesight. The idea of the eyes passing through the glass. And the fact that the glass is way too shiny, so you can't even hardly see it. Just whatever they were going for in this Apple EyeSight, which to me was one of the things I was surprised to see. If it doesn't work, I'm surprised they went forward with it because it adds weight, right? It is technically a screen. This is basically a third screen in there. Not a super heavy one, but still it's in there and it's taking some processing power. Is that overblown or is it really just not that great? I think it's overblown for the person that's seen it from the outside. Um, but when you're using it, it doesn't really matter. Like you still see people. Uh, sure. So yeah, I mean, I have, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not what they showed you in the ad. Like it does not look like that. I mean, mm -hmm. and I already knew this, yeah. right. From having gone with a, a developer friend already to labs before and like looking at each other. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's, what's the big deal? Like, I don't, you know. Well, I think the big, I think the big deal is. <laughs> Do you want people uh, to be able to see your eyes and. Oh that. no, I think the big deal is Apple rarely ships a feature that doesn't deliver. And so that I think is a little bit of a surprise. Now, if that's it, we're golden. We're absolutely golden. Nobody cares. But it is kind of surprising. Um, I, yeah. I personally really liked the concept of the idea. I wanted to see that be, because there is this issue. I mean, anyone who has uh used headsets around another person has a significant other who walks into the the room and starts talking to you yeah you turn to them and you start talking to them because you can hear them in the space but they can't ever really tell if you're looking at them or not so there is a value add to the feature if it can be done in the way that they want to tell everyone it'll get better <laughs> it's gonna get better y'all like chill this is the worst apple vision pro we'll ever have <laughs> and it is pretty darn amazing um, so yeah, so I, I want to move on to some gaming news because we always do gaming at Tech Magic. Lots of different news. Uh, we got an email from our friends at Roblox letting us know that they're introducing an AI-powered real-time chat translation in 16 languages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and the information that they shared with us is about um, one-third of all chats that happen are with people with a different language. Mm -hmm. So basically now what's going to happen if I'm typing in English, and I'm in the same server as someone from Germany. They're going to see it in German. If they type uh, to one of the people that's playing with us and that person's in Korea, that person in Korea will see it in Korean, right? So it's all going to kind of be, right. you're going to be able to communicate seamlessly in some ways with people from different places. Um, so that's going to be, I think, really interesting. Very, yeah. very exciting. And I think this Roblox. is, I think this is a, and you know how much I don't like using this word. I think this is actually a metaverse tool. I think this is a legitimate mm -hmm metaverse tool in the sense that it will connect people in a way that dynamically shifts their and brings who they are into a virtual world and allows other people to then interpret them in the way that they need to interpret it that real-time translation to where you may not know if what language they're actually speaking <laughs> is, where are you based <laughs> yes that 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 uh uh what was it babblefish to style like technology yeah. is one it's so about time like it's just one of those things that annoyed me i remember 
back, oh gosh, probably 2016, I was really excited about the the Google earbuds with my Pixel phone because that's basically what they promised that they would oh, do. Yeah, and they it didn't really yeah. translate different languages. Uh, yeah. Whatever reason, it didn't ever really French get there. Yeah. <laughs> it, they they kind of oversold that. Um, but that was that's one of those things where like I'm super excited about that technology. So to see it envelop, and I think it takes a company like Roblox to be able to have the mass amount of constant dialogue and text going back and forth. Now, this is not audible translation, so people understand this is actually text on a screen chat yeah. box. But that's really still quite dynamic and helpful um, for people because when we were building in Roblox, whenever I did some development for a company in Roblox, uh, we would go in and test and we would always get people who were speaking a bunch of different languages asking us questions and things like that um and even when we were doing like live events that's where it became most prevalent is yeah. everyone wanted to talk to each other and you might be a fan of an artist who's doing a show in roblox and not everyone who's a fan speaks the same language mm -hmm. not even the language that's being performed on, on the stage so like there's something to be said for that what i do hope to see and this could really help the developers is you build your world a lot of these worlds have signage it has explanations it has banners and things like that in it that that tell people how to play the game or what the game is or blah 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 whatever for that to be able to dynamically shift to whatever language the player is looking for that would be amazing yeah. and i actually oh, think yeah. roblox is going to do that they probably will um i, I do want to share some stats because i think it's that this kind of highlights how big this opportunity is with what they're doing it says users across 180 countries exchange 2.4 billion chat messages daily and 904 billion in 12 months. So typically one in three inexperienced chat messages need to be translated. So that means that one, you know, one third of the time you're, you're on a server with someone that speaks a different language. So very impactful, I think very powerful, great use of the technology of using AI. You know, just me connecting the dots here and thinking with my sci-fi, like my sci-fi <laughs> sci writers hat on. <laughs> I can see a world not in the very distant future because of how Apple, we're going back to the Vision Pro, uh, because of how Apple built the personas avatars, right? Like that's not a live feed of you. It is a manipulated feed of what you look like. And you, you combine that with, and most people don't know this happened, but in iOS 17, they did an update where you could capture your voice so that it could read in your, your voice print so it sounded like you. Um, you take the personas, you add the voice print, you add the translation, all of a sudden I can be in an international call speaking a different language to whoever it is that I'm talking to. And as someone who's worked in a lot of these very large international fortune 100 companies, oh my gosh, I want that. I want yeah. that so bad. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love that. It, I think the humane AI pin did a demo of something like that, but I don't think I've ever seen it in the wild. Like really out yeah, there. Yeah, like no, we're not there yet. But the, um, you know, the bread, the peanut butter and the jelly yeah. are all sitting in the Apple Vision Pro. Oh, yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. We're going to talk in the, in the last last section, we're going to talk about AI. And I do want to talk about the AI that went into that device. So don't get ahead of me. <laughs> don't get ahead of me here. <laughs> it's just um, what I do. Other gaming news for us to talk about. Pokimane is uh, said she she's leaving Twitch. I think she might have already left. A huge, mm. biggest streamer, female streamer on the platform. We're seeing I've, a big exodus of streamers. Yeah. L lots of streamers and lots of like YouTubers leaving yeah. as well. Like MatPat, um, you know, who was that? There was someone else recently that said they were leaving. 
Mad Pat was a big deal in my house because my son follows him because of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's and all that stuff. I mean, he yeah. cried. He was crying when he heard when he heard the video. Um, but yeah, Pokimane, who I've followed for a very long time, she's been on the platform for a while, like, I don't know, 10 years? I don't even know, but um, I followed her for a long time. She's leaving. Um, she's going to be streaming on different platforms. She's already streaming on YouTube. And then, uh, you know, one of the reasons she said, you know, she's she doesn't like how things have been handled at Twitch. Uh, bans are taking too long. Like it's just she called it sloppy, I think, sloppy management or something. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I think it, it, Twitch isn't mm -hmm. Twitch isn't running on all cylinders for mm -hmm. some reason. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's I, I want to see. I think that there's a very strong reason for Twitch. And there's a reason why Twitch is popular. Yeah. Um, but it is strange to watch some of these very like large, big, uh, lumbering companies that own these channels um, just kind of take take too much time on certain stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has to do with like decencies and regulations. To which case, we watched a whole you know Senate hearing on this. Um, yep. And anyone who watched that, oh my goodness, I'm glad I wasn't on either side of those tables. You could have sold tickets to that brawl. Um, it was it was heated, uh, and I don't think anyone came out unscathed. It was <laughs> on both sides, right? It was like, either oh side. My gosh. Either side. I watched the highlights. Felt like I was yeah. I watched the highlights. I didn't sit through the whole thing. I'm. I think the janitor got yelled at. Like everyone <laughs> got yelled at in this thing. It was gnarly. Oh my gosh! It was intense. It was intense. You know. Oof. Um. So yeah, you think anything will Lust. change? I hope it does in a lot of different ways. You know, I don't know. Like I have a lot of issues with two thirty, but I don't think we. I don't think we have enough time in today's podcast <laughs> to get into section two thirty uh, no. and what I what we think it should be. You know, should be changes to that. I think there should be changes. But anyway, um, so yeah, Pokemon's leaving. I'm quite sad about that. Um, I also want to talk about <laughs> Pal World. <laughs> oh Pokemon, yeah, they mean Pokemon. Pokemon with guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. like everyone is going crazy. Um, it was news today. It was the best-selling third-party game on Game Pass. Yeah, it's crazy. Like people are like obsessed with Pal World po and Games... Pokemon, the Pokemon Company is not happy about this. No, so. no, they're not. And and for for good reason. It'll be interesting to see what they can if the if they can do anything about it. I mean, I they should I just don't partner know. with them. I mean, golly Moses, that's a huge audience. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what they do about that. What I, what I am glad about is like it does kind of highlight the simplicity of what a good game can be. Um, mm -hmm. and, and when you compare it to something like what Bethesda put out for like Starfield, which was supposed to be Ooh, the biggest yeah. game of the year, and I think it is the biggest game of the year if you look at the install size, but past that, it just it, it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to say it's a bad game. It's not. And it is technologically impressive. But then you just take one step over and you look at something like Power. Power and it's just, <laughs> you, you just don't know what's going to hit. But if, if, if you got something that's fun, it, it sticks. Um, but yeah, I don't know what Pokemon does about this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, whew. I mean, third best best selling third party game on Game Pass. It's crazy. The po Pokemon with what were, do, do you have the first two in front in, in front of you? By any chance? No, it's not on. You know, okay. No, I, I'm curious as what the first two are. I don't. I don't have those. I kind of um, feel like Stardew Valley no, it's might the be best selling third party. So it's number one as a oh. third party. Third party on Game Pass. It's number one. There's I no, heard third and was like, oh, no, the third, third party, guy. just independent in the in the game, right? I guess. Right. Um, 
So yeah, <laughs> Power wow. World's taking over the world. So uh, pretty crazy there. Uh, I then I took my kids to McDonald's this weekend. Uh, that's not something every parent wants to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I well, I took my youngest, and then I got a Happy Meal for her because uh, they had the Adopt Me. Adopt Me is one of the hugest experiences mm. in Roblox. I mean, yeah. my kids, my kids have loved Adopt Me. They have all played it. I mean, my oldest don't really play it much anymore, but my youngest does. And they had a happy meal. So I was like, oh my gosh, we so need to support Adopt Me. Um, and yeah, we went and bought and we did a whole unboxing on Instagram. <laughs> my son was helping me and he in the video says, I want people to note that this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> this happy meal is for my sister who's younger. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was thrilled to see Adopt Me at McDonald's. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's good to see McDonald's kind of like, I don't know. I grew up in an era where McDonald's was always kind of like, on top of it with whatever was cool at the mm -hmm. time. I remember getting my happy meals and it had back to the future toys in it, you know, mm -hmm. like just to date myself a little bit. Uh, but to see like something relevant, finally come back into that happy meal space. I've always, I think any yeah. kid who grew up in the nineties is still kind of like a McDonald's kid at well, we if you ever went to or had a birthday party at a McDonald's, you just aren't oh, going to yes. go that or easy. I had one. Like, yeah, I definitely been like, there, done that. Yes. Fourth or fifth little. or something like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 We did that. We did. That. <laughs> it sounds so weird now. Like who would have a party at a McDonald's? It was um, a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing back in the day. Okay. Um, so now we're going to go on break. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk a little bit, well, a little bit, a lot <laughs> about AI, and then we'll do Dispatch from the Fringe, and then talk about our Super Bowl plan. So let's go on break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Lee. So let's talk about AI because what tech podcast wouldn't talk about AI? Like AI seems to be everywhere. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about some of the news. I'm going to start with some of the, the, you know, the media news related to AI. So New York Times is exploring setting up an AI team. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. Then uh, media like Semaphore are going to start using AI to curate news. So there's this whole conversation happening right, right now around journalism and AI and how, you know, journalists can actually start to use these tools. Um, you know, AI is impacting definitely the newsroom and the future of journalism. So there's a lot of yeah. things to think yeah. there. So what are your thoughts around that? Well, um, I didn't know about know? the New York Times starting an AI division. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That's, I have family who works there in their tech mm -hmm. department. So I have some phone calls I have to go make. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I didn't get know. Get us a 411. <laughs> Go get us a 411, please. Yeah, I've got in-laws who are over there. So <laughs> that, that's a phone call. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to, I'll still call and he'll tell me I'm under NDA. You know, I can't yeah, say can't anything. can't tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> At least nothing you can share here. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Which yeah. means I don't have to be biased here. So I guess my question is, how do they... Like, I'm curious as to what that balance is going to look like, considering that they're also kind of instigating the lawsuit against ChatGPT. And we haven't heard much of an update since that had been announced. So who knows what's going on in the background there? Um, I've noticed that since that happened, my ChatGPT results have gotten worse um, and and sometimes frustratingly so. Uh, But there's workarounds for all of these things. Um, (laughs) It is one of those things where it is going to impact journalism. Um, Maybe not in the worst of ways, right? Like, so default, how do I say this? You and I both came from broadcast. Mm -hmm. You came from more of a journalism background. I came from radio broadcast, and and basically I was a drive-time DJ, you know, early on in my career, Um, which is why I can ramble. Uh, So... (laughs) my understanding of journalism is the story gets written and then it kind of gets shoved into a pipeline and a bunch of people pick up the story and it's really just one writer anyways. So you kind of see the like Reuters or AP or whoever has a writer who writes an article. And then that same article kind of just goes to like MSNBC and CNN and like whatever the news outlets are. And they kind of just slap their logo on it. Not that they don't do their own journalism, but by and large, the largest stories that break kind of operate that way. Am I right in thinking about that? I mean, some. I mean, the New York Times does do a little bit of wire service, but I would say they're mostly doing a lot of their own work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is more about them exploring how to use AI in the newsroom to be better at stories, to do more research. So, yeah. So I, I don't think it's necessarily, I don't know, like it remains to be seen how they're going to implement the team. and. So let's put on our dystopian hat for a second. Oh no! Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get dark with it. I don't Um, want to. Okay, let's do it. The news is dark. (laughs) You don't get to bring up journalism and news and the future of journalism and AI. Yeah, it's like AI and nice soft little topic. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) this this gets deep. So I could see a I could see a world where an article, an unbiased news article based on facts, gets written, sent out by AP. It comes into Two, um, two news outlets. Uh, one is based on three letters, and the other one is also based on three letters, but they have very different, different perspectives. Perspectives. <laughs> they could take that, run it through their AI, and swing their bias into it without ever having to rewrite the article. Well, they're not supposed to, though. I mean, oh, they, who, they, who, they can't take the wire article to, and do that. They're supposed, supposed to mention to. the AP said this. Or something. But if right. yeah. <laughs> if their AI rewrites the if it rewrites the news right because we're just talking about transference yeah. of facts this is what happened. I'll tell you this. So during the White House White House Correspondents Dinner weekend, and I usually try to be here in DC for that weekend. I don't go to the dinner because that's really only White House Correspondents. The people actually yeah. go is very small. Um, but there's tons of parties and great conversations, and everyone from tech to politics to media is in town. So it's a great time to be in town. And I remember going to um, the UTA. UTA represents me. It's my my talent agency. Um, they had to throw a big party. And I was there and I was talking to a whole bunch of journalists. And they were talking to me about something called Pink Slime. Pink Slime websites and like all this news garbage. It's really garbage news. It's not really news. And, you know, with AI, like this just gets 
hyper, like, yeah. you know, it's like loads of pink slime, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I do worry about that, about if, 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 if AI is the only one creating this type of content, what's the future here in journalism? Like, I, I'm still a big believer that we still need investigative journalism. We still need people yeah. digging, asking tough questions, um, you know, be making people uncomfortable. Yeah. I still think we need all of that. So my hey, hope is John that, Stewart's know, back. So we're kind of ah, getting so in the good. right direction. <laughs> so like, hey, I'm here for it. That's yeah. great. <laughs> we're so, not completely sold out here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that journalists can leverage AI to do their work to do better journalism. And I hope that AI doesn't take a lot of jobs away. Although I do feel like I'm starting to see that. Um, yeah, it's going to. So. Technology always takes someone's job. Mm -hmm. Always. It also creates a bunch of jobs. Always. But and in the I'm, media, I'm, like, I don't know how that is going to work. Like, how, what, I don't know. I mean, it's just a conversation of, like, media, like, the, the media model that a lot of these newspapers especially go through is not necessarily, you know, other than New York Times and maybe some of the other ones, like, it's, it's, they're very flawed business models. And, sure. um, Yeah. It's it's gotta it's gotta change. Even like subscription based paywalls, like that seems to not be working. I don't know. I think it's it's highly com complicated and yeah. And I do want to say like I have a lot of friends still in the media. So every time I read about read about layoffs, I'm always thinking, is this the day they got laid off? Like I yeah. I, I just feel so I have the same sorry. Thing. Yeah. And um yeah, and yeah. I mean my heart like I went into journalism school. I was so happy about doing that, but. In today's age, I don't know. Being a hundred, like honest here, like if my one of my kids said I want to study journalism, I don't know if I would tell them that that's the right path. Yeah, you know yeah. they have to decide. It's not my decision; it's theirs. But it would be like, whoa, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, I went, I went to school for music business, so mm -hmm. yeah. even even when I did that, it was a questionable decision. I'm glad that I did it. It worked out for me. It probably won't work out for everybody. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> worked out for a lot of us but it hasn't worked out for a lot of the brothers so. it's it's um, a, it's a lot of i used to go and give um talks uh i didn't go to belmont university but belmont university was a nashville through music business school and uh, i used to go and, and give talks there and they're a fantastic uh university for that and every class i would say if you can think of anything that you'd rather that you would do and be happy other than this just go do try that. to do it <laughs> if you if this is the only thing that will make you happy then you're in the right place mm -hmm. but if you can think of anything that would make you happy that isn't this go do that thing <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you most of the people that i went to j school with they're in co corporate comms they're doing pr they're doing yeah. comms or they're doing something completely different like one of them's a teacher um so <laughs> so yeah. like the my friends from j school that are actually still journalists are very few um, but every time I hear about layoff or change and, you know, I'm like, oh. I mean, same thing with the technology. I mean, my entire, you know, mm -hmm. background with technology and how many developers I know, my LinkedIn is full of green circles um, and yeah. it's, it's heartbreaking and it's tough, uh, but they bounce back. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. this is, this is a correction and it will correct and it will go in the other direction. It just kind of stinks for right now. <sighs> so anyway, um, I do want us to talk a little bit about some of the AI that has gone into the Apple Vision Pro. Thoughts on that? I mean, I said on Bloomberg is that there's lots of AI already on this device. Like, I don't think people realize the amount of AI uh, from a computer vision perspective and all the scanning and the sensors and everything that it's actually mm -hmm. doing. Um, but uh, we also heard the news that um, Apple um, Apple might be buying an AI startup 
that anonymizes data and images. So that blur-free privacy tech could be leveraged in the Apple Vision Pro, for example, first. Um, but it could be used for broader applications. So what are your thoughts around AI in this device? I think it's. I think it has to happen. I mean, I go back to. It already has some AI, though. I think it has a it lot of AI has, capabilities. Not generative. It already has. It's not really some. generative AI in it, but it will come. I don't necessarily think it's a generative AI that we need. Um, mm-hmm. I have to go back to earlier in 2023, where Tim Cook openly admitted that Apple was kind of caught off guard by the success of ChatGPT. Um, and that they realized how far behind they were when they saw what ChatGPT. But was. in generative AI, I don't think they're far behind when it comes to machine learning and computer vision. No, 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 not, Sorry, not at I just, all. I, I'm but I, getting on my high horse here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it all. I think it all works together. And and what what I would love to be able to see is a more co- combination of generative AI versus kind of what they've they've got such a good platform with Siri. But Siri still has issues. Yeah. And it's kind of surprising that so many years later, Siri still has issues. Um, those are the thing, the, the issues that Siri has will be fixed with AI. Um, that's really just the missing, missing link here because you're just doing standard computation with Siri with some like vocal recognition, which in itself can fall into mm-hmm. that gap. But the understanding of when it's actually being talked to, when it's not being talked to, when it's the interpretation side of it and having a deeper understanding of be able to read between lines, understanding when I pause, I don't I can use a comma instead of a period and not having to say dictate the period and dictate the exclamation point, you know, those type of things. Um, Those sound petty and they sound little, but they they will encompass a more interactive um, environment. And I mean environment in the sense of what spatial computing will do mm-hmm. to be able to have your headset on. You're already using eye and hands. This is what always got me about the Apple Vision Pro. They really push the eyes and the hands. Your eyes they, are the mouse. Your eyes have the mouse. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It, and all of that works perfectly magical. But they never really talked about the voice. Mm. I never saw them. So in my head, I'm looking at it going, you guys own Siri. That's coming been, though. It's like Siri X or the new Siri that they've been working on. I mean, basically anything Apple decides to give to tell us, you know, towards in September, whenever they decide to make the big announcement, they're gonna we're gonna have to engage with whatever generative AI they bring into us in some device, and those devices sure. are gonna be their phones and the Apple Vision Pro, right? So sure, sure, hundred <laughs> percent. I it's simply a surprise to me. Mm-hmm with the amount of processing power and computational power that they have in this, that this is basically an overpowered MacBook Pro shoved into a tiny headset. It's got an M2 chip and whatever the R1 chip whatever is processing. Is. <laughs> like, this is not, this is more powerful than your laptop. It And they they had the voice in there, but not, like, it just wasn't part of the experience of it all. And I think that that's just kind of the part that's that's missing. Um, that part that will be able to interpret its surroundings and change it based on the information it knows about you dynamically. Like all of these things will slowly creep into the space um, and, you know, hopefully create your persistent world in a way that makes you most comfortable or... Um, uh, energized or whatever 
it is like those are all all things and when you start tying in the data that you can get from the apple watch and you can tell how your heart rate's doing and all of these things there's so much about this that can if processed properly can really adapt an environment virtual or not um to make make a better a, a better subtly better experience and i think that that's the that's the key is like when the ai is subtle and you don't realize you're leaning into it that's when we're there that's when right? we're there that's when it's seamless so all right awesome so now let's go to our producer lily who is going to do the dispatch from the fringe um and i will say so the dispatch from the fringe from this week reminds me a lot of a little thing that i got for christmas um it's a little sign that i have in in front of my um I actually my don't kitchen know what this I don't know what the story is. The so story I'm... is, okay, so rob <laughs> robots that can tidy any room without any help mm. uh, from MIT Technology Review, and she's going to dig deep into it. Um, but basically, I have this little sign in my kitchen that says, Alexa, do the dishes. I was like, that's the type of AI I need in my life, okay? <laughs> I, need a, I need AI to figure out summer camp for my kids, and I need yep. AI to do the dishes, yes. okay? So, Lily, take us to Dispatch from the Fringe. Hello, Kathy and Lee. Welcome to this week's Dispatch from the Fringe. In this week's segment, we're going to talk about robots. Now, we know that robots work in laboratories and factories, places they're specifically designed for. But what about your bedroom? Or better yet, your messy teenager's bedroom? One group of researchers created a system called OK Robot to train robots to pick up and move objects in settings they haven't encountered before. This is a collaboration between New York University and Meta. They're testing Stretch, who's a robot that has wheels, a tall pole, and a 10-foot retractable arm. It's running the OK Robot system with an open-source AI directive. OK Robot system, aka the Stretch robot, uh, uses uh, iPhone's LiDAR camera to scan a room to get the 3D view of the room. And then it runs the AI directive to pick up and move specific objects. The pincer arm did this successfully in 58.5% of cases. And in rooms that were less cluttered, it was 82% accurate. At the time, this robot can only pick up and move objects, but the... Researchers think that they can add more features to the system, like talking to the robot using voice AI. And they think that they can reduce the stigma around robots, especially in the home. And who knows, maybe one day instead of your Roomba vacuum or even your vacuum mop, you could have a robot picking up and decluttering your house for you. That's this week's Dispatch from the Fringe. All right, Lee. So what kind of AI do you need in your life? <laughs> I Right now, I want an AI tax accountant. I Ooh, just want to yeah. just shove all of these <laughs> 1099 forms that keep popping into my inbox. Yep. And I should just be able to shove it into a computer and it just does it. I like, there's that, that. I want that um, because, you know, as someone who operates different businesses, contracts, has a bunch of different clients, 
Taxes are just such an unnecessary pain. And I know a computer can do this. And please do not email me for your tax services. Like, I don't need that email. Uh, I, I, I actually do love my CPA. He's great. Like, yeah. um, but I could definitely see that being it. Um, let's see. What else? You don't uh, want your AI to clean up your room, your house. You're so that organized. Yeah, I know I do. I, I <laughs> do, but I'm very particular about where things go. Ah, okay. Type A. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, if you saw the rest of this room behind me, like half of it's destroyed because I'm currently reorganizing and rewiring everything. When you, when you run a recording studio, like there's just so many cables. I don't expect AI to ever be able to, to clean up. But here's my, here's my cleanup story with, with a robot. My grandmother, um, a couple of years ago, uh, she just got to a point where, and, and she passed away this year, so this is why I can tell this story. Um, she got to a point where she could not uh, clean underneath the bed. Um, she couldn't bend down to do that. And so instead of, she can still clean, she was still mobile, she could do everything else. It was just the bend down to get yeah. underneath the bed to, to vacuum. And that was something that was really bothering her. Um, and so we got her a Roomba. Yeah. Which totally made sense. And so we got the Roomba, we went and we set it up, we hit go and little robot kind of figured out its thing and then it's off it went. And this lady who was in her like mid late eighties just sat down on the couch and watched it. And she just started shaking her head, smiling. I was like, what, what's going through your head? And she goes, I have lived long enough to see a robot clean my house. <laughs> and that's what she <laughs> said. <That's it. laughs> I Rosie, cannot believe. Not quite Rosie. <laughs> I, I have lived long enough to see a I robot love clean my house. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. I'll, I'll tell you this. The room bed in my mom's house is crazy. Like it'll turn like literally, I think it's haunted by a ghost. Cause it'll be like the weirdest times. You're like, what is what? Like, it's just the weirdest thing. Like we didn't program it that way. It just goes. And I'm like, yeah, this is like, I, don't, I think it's haunted. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Lily, thanks for that dispatch from the fringe. Um, all right. So we're wrapping up, Lee. Uh, what are your plans for the Super Bowl? I mean, I have no plans for the no Super Bowl. Plans? I really don't. I'm so not a Super Bowl person. I'll, I, I used to watch the halftime show because of like the music industry stuff that I did, but uh, I'm. <sighs> I've never been into it. Um, even when like my home team was there, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm, I like hockey. <laughs> Are you going to watch the ads at least? Uh, no, what? no, because we have the internet. We will well, see the ads. the ads. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We will yeah. see. But there it is, always surprises. Come it's, on. it's not, it's not. So not even because Taylor be. Swift is there. <laughs> She's going to make it. it someone asked me who I thought was going to win the Super Bowl. And I said, Tay Tay, she's going to win <laughs> she's gonna the win. Super Bowl. Like she won that's a Grammy. Really, she just won the Grammys. Yeah, um, and that's got some that's got some weird heat behind it because she won her 13th Grammy. Congrats to Taylor. Yeah. And I was not shocked as soon as I saw the people up for it. I was like, Taylor gets this. Um, not that anyone else didn't deserve it, but come on, yeah, yeah. it's Taylor. It's Tay Tay, yeah, yeah, get it. And then she went up on stage and announced her next album. Which you go, girl. That's how you drop an album. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, except for. But what happened was, you're not supposed to do that. That's oh, really? Is it rule. like a byline? Like what, That's like, against the rules. Yes. <gasps> That's against the rules. It's, she now, doesn't care. <laughs> now, what's crazy is then everyone retweeted it, including the Grammys. So <laughs> now I got my conspiracy hat on going. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, uh, no, 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 no
Poor woman. Oh my God. If yeah, anyway. Anyway, I'll tell you what I'm doing. So we don't go with the conspiracy <laughs> rabbit hole. I'm not okay with that. Um <laughs> no psyop situation here, okay? Um, so so we're 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 watching it here at home. Um, my kids are calling it, well, I'm calling it the Usher Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Um I'm oh, you put Usher first in the line? Come on. Because well, I love Usher. Like like our sure. Yeah, no, I love Usher. Like for me. It's the Usher Taylor Swift Super Bowl. I <laughs> and mean, I'm blasting maybe, Usher, but... like radio edit. I don't even know how he's going to do it because a lot of his songs are a little like, you know, bump and grind here. Um, but yeah, I'm blasting uh, radio they were, edit. They were risky like 10 years ago, 20 years well, ago. Well, nowadays, that's right. Yeah. yeah, what my kids are, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, like I'm super excited. They know I'm like, yeah, they're like, mom, stop playing. Yeah. Like stop playing <laughs> that song, mom. Uh, but I'm blasting all these songs and they're like, you know, okay. Uh, but then my daughter today was saying, yeah, mom, we were talking today at school uh, and yeah, Taylor Swift's going to win the Super Bowl. They said exactly the same thing you said. <laughs> so it's the Taylor Swift, uh, the Usher Taylor Swift Super Bowl in my house. And yeah, I'm thrilled. I mean, I'm and how really, wild, well, like really who wins the Super Bowl is the NFL because they are riding yeah. this Taylor train and it's Ooh. not costing them a dime. Yeah. And that's stressful. It's like, is she going to make it all the way from Japan? Like, oh my God, like there's this whole thing. Absolutely oh my gosh. Insane. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the I, kids are excited. I mean, I think we're we're divided on who's going to win. So all I all I know are the Chiefs. I don't even know who the other team is. The San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know. Or Niners, though. So. Yeah, see. I mean, I I I never lived in Kansas City or in San Francisco. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, I'll watch I'll watch the halftime show. Like I'll I'll tune in or I'll at least like rewatch it on YouTube or something. Um, well, I think you're gonna have Ludacris. You probably have Jermaine Dupree or John. It's gonna be like Atlanta hip hop. Like that to me is like right, me, right, right. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna be. That my kids. Who, who do you think the Who do you think the surprise? Because they always have someone comes out that you don't know that you didn't know was going to be there. What if it's Taylor Swift? <laughs> it's not going to be Taylor Swift. No, no, she's going to be tired and she's not supporting her boyfriend. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I, don't I didn't know. know you were such Barbie. an Usher fan. Ken will come Barbie. out. I don't know. Like, <laughs> random At this Ken. point, um, sure. I don't know. But I'm super excited. So we'll, we'll talk definitely about the Super Bowl next week and everything. So thanks for joining me, Lee. Always fun. <laughs> always always fun so thanks everyone for tuning in for tech magic <laughs> come for the tech stay for the magic and as you know we always have a great time talking about everything that's happening in tech gaming innovation ai you name it we're here to cover it and talk about it so anyway thanks for tuning in and i hope we uh, i hope you'll listen to us next week bye